Welcome back. Fuck, it's been a while. It's been a while. Um, got Mr. Everest in the house. What's up, brother? Hey, brother. Yeah, I like those lyrics. You like that? Yeah, man. Bro, Thank I actually you. got one of one of the local boys down. Um, he lives in, in Matui. Oh, yeah? He, yeah. he recorded that for me, bro. Bro, I like that. Yeah. Hustle and grow, bro. Hustle and grow, yeah. man. So yeah, shoot for the stars. I like that, man. So you know the name of this podcast? Nah, bro. Nah, so sorry, brother. It's called Hustlers, bro. So oh, Hustlers. here we go. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> okay. um, to give you a lowdown on, I guess, what we yarn about, it's just a raw organic yarn. Yeah. Um, here's my notes for everyone watching. Um, there's literally nothing. I just write stuff as we go just to, you know, if you're talking to me, um, while you're talking, if I think of something, I write it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we don't go, no script. Um, it's just kind of off the cuff, and we interview people who, I guess, have interesting stories, yeah. inspiring stories um, that people can either learn or be entertained by. So we could, um, I, th- I think you took all of those, bro. Thanks, so, Thank you. Um, you want to give a little bit of a background on yourself? Yeah, bro. Uh, Ray Everest, um, yeah, I'm from Tokoroa, born and bred Tokoroa, um, married to Courtney. I've got three children. I've got an older son, Cortez. He just turned 24 the other day. And um, my daughters, Marlo, is eight, and Frankie's five. Um, I'm a teacher, teacher by trade, uh, primary school teacher. Um, yeah, I've done a lot, bro. I've done a lot, done a lot, but um, really, really passionate about business. Um, passionate about growth and passionate about education and have managed to uh, find something to put all of that together. Run it back, bro, from the start. How did how did your sort of journey start in terms of, uh, I guess, business as a whole? But, um, you know, like, is there any hustle stories from the start where you started off? Oh, bro, as a kid, bro, I was always kind um, of, uh, bro, I, I used to do this uh, paper run. And uh, when I was a kid, and um, my brother had the paper run at, at one point. He's a bit older than me, but then, uh, bro, I was always kind of like, uh, I didn't enjoy so much the work, but I figured out how to kind of get people involved and then uh, had them delivering papers. <laughs> so I was taking a cut and... Uh, and they were, um, I was paying them, and then we'd all just go down to Luna Park, the video games, and play together, you know. I think a lot of my um, entrepreneurial stuff was about trying to bring people together. So we never had heaps of spare cash. Bro, I used to sell marbles. Um, used to drive a bike to Putara to um, Toy World from Tukuroa. They had really good bags of marbles there. Bring them back to Togo. I was useless at the game, but we used to sell them. Um, and then the other thing, bro, was uh, actually Transformers. Me and a guy called Michael O'Donoghue, we used to go and go to garage sales and things, buy Transformers, try and put them all sure. together, and then trade and sell those. Back then, it was the buy, sell, and exchange. And um, yeah, bro, like actually, I should have brought it. Um, I managed to. I never managed to get a full Optimus Prime. Um, for those that are eighties kids, bro, people would know that. Um, <laughs> So actually a few years ago, bro, just as a part of my own entrepreneurial journey, I bought myself a full um, original Hasbro 
um, Optimus Prime that sits in my um, yeah I should have brought it bro um, that sits in my closet it's a bit of a collector's item and uh, but just to remind me of kind of my entrepreneurial roots um, what does it cost oh bro these days I saw one actually on trade me that was going for 750 800 yeah it cost me it cost me at the time probably I think US I think it cost me a couple hundred bucks but bro it's just the um the significance of it. Sentiment, eh? So, you know, like, that's where it kind of, I guess if we're talking about that sort of space. But a lot of it, bro, revolved around um, getting together with mates. Like, it wasn't about um, trying to build money or, um, you know, having heaps of money. Mm-hmm. It was just, like, getting the boys together and going to have fish and chips, holdouts, you know, stuff like that, just doing all that sort of cool things. And uh, I guess um, that's probably still a big sentiment that lives in me in my own entrepreneurial space. I'm the same, bro. Um, just a lot of things that I try and do uh, in terms of business, like people go, you love business stuff. Yeah, I do. But heaps of it, I always see myself, like, going towards trying to pull all our mates together. Like... Things that we can all get included on, like I wanted to do vlogging, but I wanted to do it so we can all be like, yeah, we can all go together golfing and shit and just like video it and, and be around our mates. Yeah. So I wanted to create a, a lifestyle where we could all be together and yeah. and love what we're doing every day. Yeah. yeah, I've probably grown way past that now though. Mm. Um, uh, purpose really matters. Uh Purpose matters to me, fulfilment and purpose and growth. Bro, like um, I'm, I'm obsessed with growth. Uh, I, I like to put myself around people that are also obsessed. And uh, the the thing we have to work on is a Jim Rohn, bro. Like he says, Jim Rohn, people want above average incomes, but they're not above average people. And and bro, like in anything we want to do. Uh, I want to be a master of it and if I want to master um, income I've got to be a master and so bro like a lot of my now entrepreneurial journey really revolves around personal development Um, and in what way give us an example bro I carry books everywhere bro like I've got a uh, and very specific books Um, I'm pretty dedicated in the way and what I do through the day generally have books set up in the morning so when I wake up it's straight there um, you know read almost like I'm not religious bro but it, like I read certain books in the morning that are around uh, dealing with people um, managing ourselves our emotions worry anxiety all that sort of stuff where I sort of start my day as a sermon type scenario mm-hmm. you know read a chapter like at the moment I'm reading a lot of Dale Carnegie stuff stuff that was written in the 40s and 50s bro that's relevant unbelievably actually relevant mm. today um, that's what I'm reading at the moment um, and then I generally dig in and do some writing um, I enjoy writing I enjoy kind of logging my thoughts around what's going on I have a lot of ideas so I try to capture them all and then go and find books bro to, f- to figure out what's going on um, the other day bro I said to um, Courtney my wife I said babe what is a what is a what is an empire and when does a business become an empire? And she said, oh, I think an empire is when it continually grows. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And so I started looking up a few empires, bro, and then um, I went into our leadership meeting. We have a leadership meeting every Friday, and I said to the team, um, uh, I'm really interested in empires. And they're like, oh, yeah, okay, they know me because I'm always thinking about something. And I said, "Um, yeah, I'm really interested in empires, but what does every empire have in common 
and people were like, oh, um, good leadership, um, kings, queens, um, war, um, you know, those sorts of things. And I was like, uh, nah, nah, every empire, what they have in common is uh, they all fell over. And and everyone was like, mm. I was like, yeah. So I went out and researched, bro, five hours, spent just reading, found the top ten empires, read through what led to their demise, um, you know, read deeply, wrote notes, figuring those sorts of things out. That's the kind of guy I am. I'm just, I'm just a curious motherfucker, bro, like <laughs> really curious, and I'm very good at following through. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's a good example, bro. Like my mind wanders, but I actually action a lot of shit too. You think that's a big one? Uh, that's a work on for me. I'm very curious as well, um, but following through is the most fucking important thing ever because you can be curious with everything if you're not actually following through on any of it. Yeah, um, you got to ask the question why you don't follow through. I think for me, initially, um, uh, fear and worrying about what the hell other people think. I was principal young, bro. I was 26. I'd set a goal when I was at uni, I was, um, I was a dad, I uh, had my boy Cortez 16 and had to um, make sure that I was turning into something for Cortez to be proud of. Um, yeah bro, I was, prince, I was dad at 16, principal at 26, um, I was real driven in that sense but bro like it was just for the wrong intention, it was about proving people wrong and um, it wasn't really a curious piece. It was uh, like a bit of an fu piece to some people that you know that wrote me off for being a dad young and all that sort of stuff, and it was unhealthy. And um, and I think it's because I got to that job, bro. I thought it was going to be my dream job and hated it. And I was like, oh fuck, like shit. I'm at this job now, and shit. What do, I don't like it. Like I, I just it just didn't fire. It didn't fire me up or anything. And then. Um, I went through a period where I just wouldn't follow through because I didn't trust myself because I thought that was my peak, that was my pinnacle. I was going to just go from school to school to school to school, bigger jobs, bigger things, more kids impacted, and blah, 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 blah. But, bro, fear just permeated into my life and I was a bit lost and then, um, yeah, just didn't follow through. But, bro, like for me in the last kind of five, six years, what I've realised is that fear is actually telling you where you need to go. <laughs> that's That's been the biggest lesson. How did you find being a young dad? Uh, bro, that was hard. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's probably the hardest period of my life, and I've had some pretty tough times growing up. Uh, Rana and I, his mum and I, we weren't um, together. Like you know, like if there's anyone that deserves to be angry at the world, bro, is uh, Cortez. But he is a beautiful soul. Um, mm. He's uh, been through his own struggles, uh, and uh, and is a he. Oh, he makes me so proud, you know. Like I picked him up one day, and he's he'd had a bit of a run in um, with his partner, and he's all pissed off, and he jumps in the car, bro, and he's he just he looks at me, and he goes, oh, "I'm sick of it," and I go, "Oh, what boy?" And he goes, "I'm just sick of my shit." And I go, "What?" And he goes, "I'm sick of my shit." And I go, "Sick of your shit?" And he goes, "Yeah, fuck, I always do this and blah 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 blah, and you know blah blah." And I was like. Bro, at 22, bro, I wish I was seeing that. Oh, you know? uh, yeah, bro. And so, self awareness. Yeah, huge self awareness. He's very intelligent. And, uh, you know, Rana did a pretty good job in spaces, and I did a pretty good job in spaces. And thankfully, we've managed to pull through for, for him to be a, a, a great, a great um, kid. And, um, yeah, he makes me very proud. Um, 
Because like I said, bro, if there's anyone in the world that deserves to be angry at the world and have a chip on their shoulder, it's him. Phil, similar, not the same, but similar boat as you. Obviously, I had a um, baby pretty young. Uh, Similar mindsets that are like sort of triggering while you're talking. This is actually why I fucking miss the podcast because Mm. I miss getting these little nuggets from people. Mm. Um, Like what you just said there, like having that, Chip on your shoulder like fuck. I want to prove everyone wrong. I get like that. Mm. It's and dangerous, bro. I know. And you just saying that was like actually made me realize shit. It's actually not the right way to look at it. It consumed me, and and ultimately that fuel ran out. Mm. It's it's negative energy, and you can't prove everyone wrong. That's the reality, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, it just consumed me, bro. And uh, I. Today in today's world, bro, like um, where there's so much pressure to to perform, um, man, that 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 would be an ultimate consumption of energy, and you just don't need the negativity around it. Um, so thankfully, bro, like Courtney's uh, my wife has just been unbelievably supportive in that space. I've done a lot of counselling, a lot of work, um, uh, spent a lot of time developing myself, kind of in that early thirties, bro. I'm forty, I'm forty, um, I'm turning forty one this year, but Spent a lot of time, bro, spent, um, talking to professionals and getting my head around what that looks, sounds and feels like and, and digging in and asking questions and being curious about myself around why I respond certain ways and and, um, and why fear permeates at points when I'm just about to tip over the edge. You know, I'm like, mm. got this idea, great, get there, boom, boom. Oh, nah. You know, then, oh, mm. got this idea, great, boom, boom, boom. Oh, nah. Mm. You know? Um, that's what it used to be for me, and man, I just got sick of that. And to a point, you almost get a bit disgusted in yourself. You're like, oh god, you don't want to be another could have been. Mm. Um, so, yeah, bro, fear fear really drives a lot of me to the point now that if I haven't got something in my life that doesn't scare the shit out of me, bro, I just don't think I'm I'm um, going hard enough. Maori, I bro, yep. Yep, Māori Island at all? Nah, nah, bro I grew up around a lot of islanders I lived with my auntie Adi Who's Cook Island for a long time So a lot of the boys think I am uh, Got a bit of Pacifica in me Mm. But uh, I just think it's because I grew up around so many Sa and um, Cook Island boys Um, But nah, my my dad's Pākehā My mum's Māori, yeah Did you ever find that uh, Being Māori and looking at In this space um, You you faced any different mental challenges That you thought Oh, bro, like I knew no businessmen, I knew no lawyers, I knew no doctors, I knew no principals that were Māori, I knew no big, you know, the media, everyone that was, you know, Beverly Hillbillies, they were all white, everyone was white, uh, you know, bro, to be honest, uh, the first one real role model and image of a wealthy, dark, black person was the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, you know, Uncle Phil and them. Mm, true. That was probably my real first model. Of um, seeing wealth in colour, and mm. then, um, but it terrified me too, bro. Like wealth, you know, like my parents, um, especially my old man, was basically like, you can't owe anyone, you know, like debt's bad, don't ever owe anyone. Um, Remember you telling me that? You know, like it terrified me about money, and and um, and bro, that sort of stuff. It, it took a long time for me to get comfortable um, with. The sort of level of profit and 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 um, utilizing debt and profit in a way that that helps our business grow and scale. Um, 
yeah, yeah, I think a lot of a lot of Brown brothers, bro, they they don't know these people, and so that's why you know the coffee group, bro. The majority of them are brown that, that are down there, and we talk about business. Um, even our even our, our park, our brothers, though, though they help us, and we talk through those sorts of things, and it's just so critical, bro. Like we we've got all this information out there now that's easily accessible, but what you need to do is talk through it with people. And just grow your own understanding and attach your kind of tentacles to the knowledge so that you're like, right, I can now suck out what I need to yeah. move forward. I think I'm a massive believer in, um, like, I understand when we talk about uh, you know, young Polynesian or Māori being in a, at a disadvantage, whatever it may be. Mm. Um, I don't know what, what your take on this is, but almost I've always been like, don't let that like try and don't let that affect me. You know, like mm. don't let them put that stigma on me. Like, yes, you know, like yes. I'm no different, and I won't let that affect me. Yeah, yeah. I put that on myself. I think, bro. Like, just it's easier to, bro. It's it's easy to. You got to be careful what you say because it's very easy to prove yourself right than it is to prove yourself wrong, right? And yeah, but again, bro, going back to personal development, like. I used to always say this shit like, oh, I'm not good at maths. I don't know numbers and data and all that. It's bullshit, bro. Like, it was just my fear, you know? Like, you, you, you can't run business if you don't know numbers, bro. Like, that's it. End of story. And, I'm fuck, I'm not trying to build a massive um, equation. Mm. Know what matters. Know the numbers that matter. But also look for the numbers and the patterns and the, rec- and the data that really informs you your product that tells mm. you that shit, you're actually doing a great job, like... There's easy numbers for our business, you know, like it's enrolments and, and, and things like that. But actually, bro, the stuff that I, I, I really try to analyse is how many families are we turning over? How many teachers are we turning over? Why are we turning those teachers over? Like this year, we are so thankful, bro. We are in April, this Saturday, we have, we have lost no teachers, you know, like we've not people, not that we lose lots of teachers, but our goals are minimal, minimal. That's it. And uh, um, I used to just bullshit myself, bro, and just, and just put, lump it on Courtney or, Oh, you deal with the numbers, and I'll deal with the dreams and aspirations. This is bullshit, bro. It was just about I just didn't want to do the work, and that's bullshit, man. And so that's been a real driver in my own space is just getting comfortable at the numbers and understanding what it, what it tells me. Yeah, how important is culture to you? You can't have a great business without culture, you know. Simon Sinek, bro. Like people don't buy what you do; they buy why you do it. Um, I think we've got a great culture, bro, in our business. The way that we see it, bro, like Courtney and I, the way that I kind of map out what it looks like is Courtney and I are the soil. We are entirely the soil, if you think about a garden. And it is our job to, you know, get nutrients and sun and water and things to stay healthy so that plants and veggies can grow and stuff. But, bro, no one walks into a garden unless they're a real garden, green fingers, and goes, damn, look at that soil, Mm. you know. They look at the flowers and the veggies. They look at what they can take and what they can share. It's got nothing to do with us. So that's the culture we look at, bro. We work. We work for our people. It's not the other way. You know, Gary V, man, he really pushed that into me about we fucking work for our people. And, and that's what it is, bro. Simon Sinek, bro, talking about the greatest purpose in life is to serve those that serve others. Man, I love that shit, man. I Like, mm. I love going to, going to work and... Like what you asked earlier, like what I've been up to today, bro, cool projects, sitting down, talking to our leaders, talking to teachers, seeing them smile and laugh about what we've got coming up, 
enjoying it, going to going to experience it with them, going out on visits. I went out to the duck pond today with a group of kids. You know, I spent some time with one of our leaders just talking through how she's going to approach a convers- difficult conversation. You know, I've been down and, and, and shared some resources and books with another. Yeah, bro, like, it's all about service to those who serve others. And if your culture's really built on that, man, like, you're fairly unstoppable. Mm. Mm. Providing value. And not um, built around me. Mm. You can't scale a business just built around me. Like, there's, I'm a big part of it. But a lot of people don't know in the future focus realm, I mean, you know me because you know me personally, but a lot of people don't know us. Yeah. You know, we built it around people and teachers mm. and, pro- and, and the product. I'm a teacher. I love teaching. I love education. It's built around quality interactions with, with whānau and kids, not around me. And uh, in the past, bro, I used to think a business had to be built around an individual. Mm. And I've dug in and tested that, bro. Like, I, it's easy to, when I say Steve Jobs... We think Apple. But, bro, actually, the guy had a huge team behind him. Steve Mm. Wozniak, you know, all those people. Mm. Bro, like, every great business, yeah, they might have a figurehead, but they're not the essence of the business. Mm. You know, like, that's what I love to find and figure out. And if we're talking about culture, you're talking about a culture where ideas win, you're talking about a culture where people psychologically are safe to share what they need to share, uh... I think we're achieving it right now. Mm. Yeah. I think of like, uh, you know, there's, we talk about not having to build a business around, say, one person. It is the team. And I think of, say, in my example, right, where I've got a business where it's just me in in it. Um, And thinking of ways where people are in that same situation, how they stick to the testament that you just talked about, Mm. which we have tried to do, which I think is, not just say the staff, but like you just said, the people that are involved, the community that buys into what you're doing, mm. um, your followers, your people who, that's your community, that's the people that you drive and push mm. um, and make it about them, right? Your, your strategy must reflect that. We've got a very clear strategy. Minimal turnover, increased value, right? Then we work our way down from there. Minimal turnover means that we're achieving certain things, focus development, you know, we're creating growth or now I've shifted to designing growth and, and we've got high-quality environments which engages people. But then if we're looking at increasing value, we go to the strategies around uh, uh, designing growth. It means I get to sit down with, with teachers and, and actually work on designing things that they get to go and share with whānau. You know, that the high-quality environments are actually all reliant on them being able to make decisions and implement stuff with whānau, with kids, with their, with the, with their staff, with their team, mm. you know. Uh, the strategy, whatever we're trying to do and achieve, I think you've got to write it down and then, because it gives you the metric of measure, right? That's the, that's the key, you know. We can talk to that and what we're trying to do in any sort of, in our scale is we're trying to eliminate me being the parent, the overbearing parent and the and hey I need some more money for resources hey I need that we're trying to remove that conversation and really give control and power to um, to the teams to make decisions and make them fast the best businesses bro ideas win and when they need to move they move mm. they're not fucking stalled through bureaucracy and 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 red tape and they've got to go through tears it's just um, yeah there's some good books out around about that bro but uh, you know like a lot of that stuff I find when we talk about flat leadership, we're just trying to appease our whānau 
through us empowering our staff. Yeah. While we're on the topic of staff and uh, culture and your people, um, I got a few words from a few of your staff. Oh. <laughs> so I'm going to read those to you. Cool, yeah. With a few different people. <laughs> and I want to see what you take from that um, before. So we obviously haven't really touched on it yet um, about what you've actually built, yep. which focused. Um, we will t- get yep. straight into that after this. Loves, love raises inspiring ideas. He motivates me to action my own ideas and leads the change within. Absolute ball of energy, ideas flowing 24-7, growth mindset, supportive, passionate, always a laugh, loves a good comp too. Oozes with passion, mana, inspiration and love for his mahi. Supportive, inclusive and a massive passion for change within the education sector. Forever learner, loves a book and a good quote. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. How does it make you feel? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty cool, bro. Pretty special, right? Yeah. Yeah. We've got such a great team, but it's every day I've got to go out and try to uh, re-inspire them about our co-papa, man, you know. Far out. That's pretty cool. Thanks, brother. I appreciate that. Uh, I, uh, I just don't want people to live their life under their potential. I just – it's a crime and – Teachers, man, we're so creative, bro. We 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 love and care what we do, care about what we do, bro. We love kids and uh, far out. Yeah, it's um, I just try and turn up and and hopefully build conversations that people walk away going, yeah, I can do that. Now, now man, he believes in me. Or mm. shit, actually, no, I do believe in myself. You know, um, it's those. Uh, yeah, wow, that's cool, bro. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate that. I think the interesting thing is. We've been recording for probably 25 minutes and almost every single word that I just read out, any listener or whoever's watching would have been able to pick up almost every single one of those words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's off the bat of they, well, they haven't listened to this podcast, they haven't heard what we're talking about yet. Mm. Um, all I merely said was I need some words on, on, on <laughs> yeah, Ray as a person yeah. that I'll I'll read to him. And, the, and you know what I'm curious about, bro? What have they missed? What have they missed? I wonder, what are my pain points? Why don't you try and figure those out? What, what's, what do you think your weakness is? I've been walked over in my life. You know, like many teachers, we care so much that for the cause that we let people walk over us. Um. Yeah. Can you elaborate on that? Oh, bro! Like I have. This is going back to my own traumas, probably. Uh, well, certainly not probably. Uh, I've, always, right. I've always been um, concerned with abandonment and people people leaving. Uh, that fueled a lot of my um, desire to want to please people in the past. And, uh, but I think what I'm saying now is that. Um, you know, not 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 our team and staff. Like I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about like bigger bigger agencies or or, or bigger bigger fish. If I want to say, if that's a good good example, you know, like um, 
dealing with a bigger daycare um, or uh, early childhood provider, and I'm like, you know, well, these guys are big, and you know, but um, but no, maybe that's not a weak. Now that I talk through that, no, I don't think that's a weakness. I think sometimes I leave people behind. Uh, that's um, you know, I just go off, boom, you know, and mm. then uh, people are like, fuck, you know, it's hard to keep up, and then. But you know what, bro? Like I've made the realization. Like people have always said, "Oh, he's a leader," and I appreciate that. But actually, bro, I'm a dream, I'm a better dreamer. Uh, I'm a better dreamer than I am a leader, and I don't think you can be both. I think you can certainly do things well, but if I want to be the best dreamer I can and follow through, oh, I don't think I can lead. I think I need to put great people in places. Like, bro, the CEO. If we would ever have a CEO of this company, is Courtney because. Mate, she's she's stable. She's just she's she's intelligent. She's great with people. Mm. She 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 pulls it all together. Where bro, I just spend my days dreaming about utopian um, uh, educational experiences for children. Uh, I I dream about. Uh, I often dream about teachers being fulfilled, uh, being paid beautifully. To be able to look after their own whanau, buy homes for themselves, all that, bro, constantly, and those are the sorts of things I'm constantly dreaming about. And right, right, how do we action that? How do we action that? How do we action that? And um, so the danger of that, of dreaming all the time, is yeah, sometimes you can leave people behind, and, and they feel they could feel left out. Yeah, I just like in the moment now when I hear all that feedback, I just think to myself, oh, yeah, I wonder what they've missed. I've I've heard um, a lot of people talk about if you're going into business with a partner, um, they talk about that uh, having one of each, yeah, and yeah. that it's important having someone who's the dreamer and the um, ideas, the creative, so to speak, I guess, mm. um, and then having someone who's you know knows the systems, knows the processes, mm. makes sure things are done. Um, that sort of thing. Mm. You think like that's sort of the yeah. culture you guys have grown? Already? Yeah, bro. Yeah, I mean, um, even now for Courtney, um, we've got far better people in positions than what we Courtney and I could be in these spaces. Um, which I talk about alleyways. Uh, it allows us to walk down our own alleyway. You know, an alleyway is very familiar to, familiar to people. They know what they get. Uh, you become so accustomed to walking down that alleyway that you know if there's a dog in certain points is going to jump out and bark. You know to be prepared for that. You know in certain seasons that's where grapes grow and, and you can grab some grapes on the way or the certain flowers or watch out for bees. And, um, you know, often a dog will take a dump over there, so be careful to step into that. You know, you get so accustomed to your alleyway that it just becomes second nature. And I often talk about that in the business realm as walk your own alleyways and that's what we've tried to do is separate into our alleyways so that we can just bloody do that really well um so it started with Courtney and I as being the dreamer but we you know like bro she's my wife like we're obviously um husband and wife we're we're parents um, we're business owners we do everything together and um uh, I've had to I had to drop my ego around trying to make all these decisions and things and she had to drop her ego and, and we don't keep score on, on things so um, and I let, I stay out of I stay out of the things out of her alleyway unless I'm very curious around what she's doing and she's the same you know like so yeah you, you do need it but you do need those people in terms of that space but 
if you want ideas to win, you want you want um, the best ideas to win, and you want to scale and scale with meaning and purpose, and not just profits in mind. Uh, I think you've got to have a you've got to come back to having a bit of dreaming everywhere. Um, but it's just that that's I'm just so good at dreaming and following through. Mm. Yeah, because there's a difference between dreaming and no following through. Eh? Mm. you know that that's it's just doing nothing. So um, yeah, I, I, I dream big, and then and 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 that's why I know people always have an idea, always got an idea or quite yeah, bro. It's because I I follow through, boom, boom. I'm mm. always following through, yeah, and finishing off. How do you find the balance of like you like you're saying there? Your business partner is obviously your wife. Um, how do you find that balance between you know your personal life and obviously, I guess there's not a massive difference between it because you're so passionate about mm. it, but how do you find that? Because you know, a lot of people will say, you know, "Don't go into business with family. Don't go into business with your mates. So all that sort of shit." How do you find that? I'm not a believer in balance. I think you've got to be. If you want to be fucking great at something, you there is no such thing as balance. I just don't believe in it. Um, I uh, I believe in recovery. So work hard, recover hard. You know, bro. The the every year I write goals. My first goal is always about being a better husband and my second goal is always about being a dad, best dad. Um, and that's the start. That's where I start. That's my goals. And so if what I'm doing is going to shift some of that out of balance, then I need to be, I need to, I need to be aware of that. Mm. You know? But Courtney and I are very aware that we just don't believe in it. Mm. We want to, bro, we... we like yes, we want a business and think yep, it's great and cool and blah blah blah. But actually, we want to change lives. Mm. That's it. And it's easier to say that out loud on a podcast. But we are people. People know that we're not just here collecting money, drinking our latte, and and mm. and, and going and going down at the beach house and all that bullshit. Like you know, like they they know that. And I'm just not a believer in it. I just think you got to recover really hard, you know. You got to work mahi up, work hard, and then just spend as much time trying to figure out how to how to get the best back out of yourself, and and that's being very deliberate with your time, you know, bro. Like ex social media man, and that was one of the biggest moves I've done. Axed it as soon as we hired someone. Uh, seven months now, bro. And once we once I hired someone in that space because I couldn't get off the um yeah. off the things because the business accounts. As soon as I did it, bro, boom, gone. And man, the time, the time. I didn't even, didn't even walk in here with my phone. Mm. You know, like the time. It's just so I'm just always trying to find things where I can, if I don't need to do it anymore, you know, it just adds back opportunities for me to um, do, to, to pour it into what I want to do. But then in saying that, bro, when I am doing something else, I'm present. Mm. I didn't come in here with my phone, bro, because I'm with you. You know, mm. when I got my kid, when I go and get my kids from school, bro, I leave the phone in the car, man, because I see all these parents, bro, sitting around on their phone, and then, oh, hey, yeah. you know, oh, I'll catch that up, bro. Like mm. I try now, bro. I just I realize I just don't even need my phone; it just sits over there. Mm. Um, bro, there's this great photo. I'm not a basketball basketball follower, but the, when LeBron scored that the points to um, pass, was it Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Yep. Have you seen the photo, bro? So there's a photo of him taking the shot. Bro, everyone's got their cameras out. Boom, 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 boom. And there's one guy watching it. Watching it. And do you know who that guy is? 
True. No, Phil Knight, the creator of Nike. Now, if that's not a story of someone who knows how to be present, that has built an exponential business, and if you haven't read the do- the, the book Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, you, you, just started. you really missed out, but that's a great book. That's probably, that's in my top five. Bro, it's this photo, go and Google it, bro. It's this photo, and it, he's just sitting there smiling, watching the shot, and, and I've really committed to that. I've really committed to, and it's hard because you want to take photos of your kids when you're doing cool stuff and things and keep those memories, but I've just tried to commit to the being present. Mm. Um, and I, and I, social media did impede on that. I was still pretty present in certain spaces and didn't get overwhelmed, but I think when you're talking about balance, balance won't matter if you what you do is sit in front of whatever it is in, you're doing and you're present mm. and engaged probably get it done 10 times quicker because you're just absolutely engaged in what's going on. And it's almost, I don't know what you think, but it's valuing someone's time and showing them that you value their time. It's respect. Yeah. Yeah, it's respect. One thing that's a big one for me, um, and probably not a good example after I told you we had to push to 1.30 because I forgot (laughs) my fucking (laughs) hard drive. I hate being late to shit. Yeah, yeah. I hate it. And I hate when people are late to stuff with me. me. If I go and catch up with someone... Yep, and they too. turn up late. I'm almost got to that point where I'm just the guy that's like, I'm off. And it's not because I'm just a prick or anything. Yep. It's because it's like, I've heard it before. It's like, why is my time less important to you than yours? Yes. Like, you know, I valued your time enough to be here yes. on the time yes. that we said we were going to be here. Yeah, it's a stopgap. That's a, that's a, see, again, how often do you say no? You know, that's... Um, that's a big thing that I find with young business people. Mm. How often do you say no? Um, because that's the real superpower. You can't you can't stay present if you keep saying yes to bloody everything. You know that just doesn't happen. Um, and what it also makes you realise is when you do say yes, you're hundred percent in. You know, like when you texted me the other day, I was actually gutted that I couldn't do it that day because normally I am free, but we we had I was going up for a, an event up in Auckland. But you know, bro, like when I say when I say yes, I'm bro, I'm in. That's it. You know, like, and I I'm very comfortable saying no to people. I don't if I don't want to do something, I just don't do it. Like, I'm not gonna lie about it. I'm not gonna try and make an excuse. I'll just say, nah. <laughs> you know, I'm busy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was just listening to this uh, this podcast on my way here, um, and this guy was talking about uh, he had this meet with um, Dave Chappelle mm-hmm. um, backstage. Well, his mate did, and his mate was telling him about it. And uh, they went around the back and they had a yarn to him, and he was like, um, it was "So crazy, I couldn't believe like it was daunting how present he was." And like for a rock star, he just finished a massive show. He's globally known. Uh, he sat there and talked to me, and he didn't have his phone. Mm. And he looked at me and he asked me questions about myself, about my family. And he was there, and he was genuinely interested. Yeah. Um, and he said it made him feel like you know on top of the world because he's like fuck. He's yeah. Like actually cares, you know? Like he's he's here with me. Is it any surprise he's successful? And that's, that's, yeah, that's where you go. You know, like, think of the greatest minds in the world. Like, think of Zuckerberg, think of Musk, 
When was the last time you saw Musk with his phone when he's out on commentary making, mm. you know, like think of these brilliant people, you know, and then think about your own relationships and, and you know, remember that sort of stuff, like we're talking about above average um, uh, um, people, you know, mate, they don't, they're not consumed with that. Mm. I, I Quite frankly, bro, like I got off social media because I just don't give a fuck what people are up to. Tell me. Ring me, god damn it. I, I'm a ringer. I ring people. Yeah. Ring me. You know, I love... Bro, this morning I go for a... I go for a I've been swimming for the last six months every morning and yesterday there was this guy and I walked out of getting a, getting a coffee. It was six in the morning. I walk out, bro, and the bro's just sitting there and he's watching something with big headphones on. He's watching something. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's... And I'm this guy, bro. I just go up and say, go and talk to someone because I like, I like feeling people's energy. Mm. And I tap the guy on the thing and he, he takes his headphones off and, he, and, um, he, and I talk to him about it. And basically what he's doing is, he's, long story short, he's got um, really bad arthritis. You could tell in his hands it was stuffed. And, but he was, he's been doing carnivore diet for the last six months. He's got no pain in his, um, in his hands and things like that. Now, now, my work on for being present is actually noticing people like that. And I've actually noticed that I walk around smiling a hell of a lot more. Uh, people notice that I smile a lot uh, because actually I'm just present with me right now. You know, it's a, And when I walk into our, our centres and see our staff, I, I don't take my phone. You know, I, I, because I, I know people will call or things, but I'll get back to them mm. unless it's something desperate, like Courtney or someone. I'll, I'll get back to them. Like if if they keep ringing, then I'll go. Okay, th- okay, I've got to have to go out and answer this call. But it's just being very deliberate, being very deliberate about your time and um and and being respectful, like you say, bro, of your time and making sure that you are being present. Mm. That was. If I if you go back and listen to a lot of the podcasts I've done, um, people go whitey podcasts. They say that sort of shit a lot. Um, and one of the things I'll always talk about is the feeling I get from just sitting in a room with someone. Um, yeah, guest cameras is mics, but like just sitting there face to face with someone and just having an actual conversation. No phones. We don't sit there and look at our phones. We're just like literally talking. You know, a lot of the time we'll have a beer mm. and. We just chat because that like doesn't really happen anymore. Well, that's yeah. the coffee group, right? Yeah, like you, yeah. that's when I met you, bro. Like you turned up, and and we're always welcoming. Mm. We don't really have an agenda outside of we're not there to talk about dumb shit, you know. And um, you know what we want people to feel when they come in is that shit. This is actually a group that I can learn from some people mm. because because the biggest. Um, trap for any entrepreneur is not being in a room where you're not the dumbest motherfucker in there. Yeah. You know, like you got to go and find that and find that often. And, and we're trying to replicate that sort of. Um, oh, that coffee group, bro, has been as organic as possible. Um, mm. It's just a group of guys that want to grow, mm. and we we're open and honest about what we talk about in terms of business and. I'm curious, we're all curious, we start asking questions, how did you do that, oh really, oh, like um, there's a couple of us, we're all reading this book, Respect Trump's Harmony, and um, we're, we're implementing it, and the other two businesses, they're implementing it in their businesses, so we're talking about what they're struggling with, what does it look like, you know, like um, those are the sorts of things bro, like when you, you 
but you got again you've got to be deliberate about setting those sorts of scenarios and podcasting is another good way in that sense mm. it's a deliberate opportunity to sit down and actually learn mm. Mm. going back to what present being present that's something uh for like just switching back over to like my sports side mm. it's something that's taught a lot in high performance sport mm-hmm. uh, and you talk about people people who are present being successful and that's often a lot what's talked about about high-end athletes and how they perform well mm-hmm. and a lot of it's to do with being present um, and I'll give you an example like making mis- players who are able to like make a mistake on the field and not dwell on it and just mm-hmm. be there and be like ah, as well as cut it off and I'm focused on what where I am yes. and what just happened mm-hmm. those are the people who can perform yes and I think that cross I, I've found so many things in sport in business that are just so aligned. Yes. But you'll I think what you'll find with those those people that do that in sport, they're present everywhere. Mm. Like so I coached weightlifting. I've actually literally just retired in the weekend. I've coached weightlifting for the last ten years, got Haley to Commonwealth Games, um, so um, I've coached multiple New Zealand athletes, competed in the sport, picked it up later, but competed in the sport for a long time and um yeah, and <clears throat> In our sport, bro, it's pretty brutal. You get six lifts. Sometimes you only get three. If you miss all three, you are gone. You know, like Richie Patterson, probably our most decorated um, athlete, Commonwealth Games gold medalist, everything like that, bro, has his best training training program going into Commonwealth Games 2018. Bro misses all three snatches, bombs out, that's his retirement. Boom. You want to talk about being present, weightlifting requires you to be absolutely present. You have to go out and put the weight over your head like, I don't know, and Richie wouldn't mind me saying this because, uh, you know, like, I don't know if he's ever recovered from that because, um, mate, he was an amazing athlete. Um, weightlifting has, has taught me that, but but it also, I find you can't, it's like business, bro, you can't talk about being present in business and then outside of business you're always on your phone doing shit and all over the place and and yeah. not stable and things. It's just That just doesn't, mm. it just, it, it's a behaviour, bro. You know, I know, um, I can't remember the name of the guy who um, created IBM, Peter. Um, but anyway, he talked long about, I pictured IBM and what it had to be. I was like, right, IBM is going to be this. It's going to grow to this space. It's going to do this. We're going to be this for people. He's like, but I had to learn how to behave when a company is that big, I need to know, right, this is how I need to behave so that when we are that big, that's, that behaviour matches what we're trying to do. Mm. And then he's like, right, I figured that out. Now I need to start behaving like that now. Mm. There's no use getting to a certain point and behaving a certain way only when you get there. You've got to behave. And, bro, like weightlifting is ruthless. It's a very ruthless sport. Um, and you can tell very early on who's going to be very good at it and who's mm. not. And it actually has nothing really to do with the barbell. You know, it's 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 people's attitudes, um, and that's what I think. When you're talking about sport, bro, and high performance, the people who are the best in high performance, everything, whatever they do on the paddock or the training or the gym or whatever, they do in their life, mm. and they're fucking good at dealing with inconvenience. Like, that's a major part, bro, of any sort of success. You're present enough that when inconveniences come up, you can fucking deal with them. Bro, all the great people in the world, 
They're the best at dealing with inconvenience. That's it. Um, Richie McCall, right? Broke his fucking foot. Inconvenient. I'll go out and win a World Cup, you know? Go, 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 you know, even LeBron, I guess, uh, you know, again, I don't follow it, but taking that shot, I'm sure he was aware. I'm mm. sure he was aware. He had to fucking brush off the inconvenience of, Jesus, this is the shot that's going to get me this record yeah. that no one said was ever going to be broken. The best people in the world, bro, they are so good at dealing with inconvenience. And and that's what, you know, that's why I, I, I'm so curious about that. I try and find great examples of people that continually deal with inconvenience and deal with it well. Is probably the better way of saying it because you can deal with it poorly, I guess. But how well they deal with it, how what's led them to that point, how do they practice that, those sorts of things. So being present and, and dealing with inconvenience is critical. Adversity builds character. Um, putting yourself in uncomfortable positions. These are all things eh, that we learn yeah. to grow as a person. Yeah. Um, put yourself, make yourself feel vulnerable, make yourself feel uncomfortable, like you said. Yeah. Fear, Fear is how I find out I'm going in the right direction. Yes. It all fucking it all aligns, right? Yeah, all aligns, bro. I think, yeah, Ray Dalio, bro, if you, if you haven't read his books, uh, Principles, Ray Dalio, bro, he's a legend investment uh, um, hedge fund uh, manager. Um, he's just unbelievable, bro. A lot of his content is unbelievable. But one principle that I've adopted from him is uh, pain plus reflection equals progress. Um, you, there's just no way... You can't grow without pain. It's mm. just, it's just, it just is not. It's not true and real. Um, and I find real dangerous people in today's society, uh, people that have really high aspiration and expectation, and they're fucking lazy. They are a dangerous person. They will throw you under the bus. They will, mm. they will beg, borrow, and steal their way to whatever it is they need to get to. But in the in the long run, they get found out. But at the end of the day, bro, like. You cannot grow without going through some level of pain and, and horror, um, but also you need to reflect on it, right? And, and one thing I encourage our leadership team to do when things go on with staff or Fano, the first question I, I want them to ask and we model to ask is, what has been my role in this? What's been my role? So this has happened, cool. First question, first question, what's been my role in this? And we should be able to find our role to it. It's come to us because there's a link here. Mm. And if we can't ask that of ourselves and also build a psychologically safe culture so that people can actually share what they've been through, bro, there's no way of growing. There's mm. just no way. We won't achieve what we're trying to achieve. It just won't happen. Talk to me about Future Focus. Yep. How it started and obviously where it is now. Yeah, yeah, it's been a wild ride. Um, so actually, bro, started, um, so like I said, I'm a teacher. Um, started training as a teacher in 2001. Quickly realised I wanted to be school principal. Part of that was about proving people wrong, but part of it was also I was like so frustrated because I could see these great teachers floundering. I got into teaching, bro, because I wanted to do better than who I'd been taught by. That's why I got into teaching. I was like, fuck, I can do a better job than those guys. Like. They didn't give a shit. They're just there to turn up for a job and tell us to photocopy and bloody write out notes. And I thought, fuck this, I'm going to go out and inspire kids. Fast forward pretty quickly, three and a half years, get the principal's job, realise they don't like it, fuck. Gutted, like this was meant to be my dream career. Shit. Courtney and I move over to the Middle East and I start to... Oh, shit. Yeah, we moved to Qatar. We moved there, stay there for three three and a bit, or four years? Yeah. 
couple of years. Um, and I taught in an international school there, really challenged some of my theories around learning, uh, you know, basically found out that no matter what God you look up to, no matter where the sun rises, uh, everyone needs love, care, connection, respect, um, fulfilment, purpose, you know, no matter what language people are speaking. Um, but came back... And at that point, I was really disillusioned about where education was heading in New Zealand. Um, Courtney was like, can we own a school? And I was like, fuck. We had a look. Chartered schools were going on, bro, so they're a government initiative. I dare they say alternative education, but it's just another way of delivering education. We didn't quite have the money in the bank at the time to to do that. Um, But we found out, bro, that you can own early childhood. This was in 2012-13. And we were like, shit, oh. Okay, and I was like, bro, I literally taught from three years old up to 16. I was like, well, we might as well go and start. Instead of mm. being the ambulance at the bottom of the cliff, I might as well go and start there, right? But it took us ages, bro, to um, kind of get to that point. We, and then we managed to buy our first piece of land down here, Papamore. I hadn't been to Papamore for years, bro. I'm from Tukuro original, like I said. And, bro, we used to come across here because the pippies were massive, man. Like, this was the place to get pippies, bro, was Papamore. And then I remember coming back and I was like, holy shit, what the hell's happened here? <laughs> I just remember there was a warehouse and, and uh, pack and save and now look at this. And then, um, yeah, bro, bought that first piece of land, but then we got into it with um, our original centre, which is on um, Domain Road, Dixon Road. Um, yeah, start, opened that in, on uh, Jan 21, 2019. Um, and yeah, bro, we're at five centres now. We've quickly grown. Um, uh, we've got a property portfolio in that um, but yeah we've gone from having one centre with about 80 kids to now we're probably servicing close to 400 whānau um, we've got quite big and aggressive um, um, plans around building more sites we've got right now we've got another three sites to in Papamore or Papamore we've decided to stay in Papamore um, we were going to look at other areas. We looked at like Tokofara. There's a big development going there in Hamilton. But then Courtney and I were like, Nah, let's stay here. Let's fucking dominate. Let's do well. Let's let's really burn a big fire around changing the sector. So yeah, bro, it's been a real rapid um, ascension. Um, and uh, but bro, we we couldn't have got here unless we had great people. Mm. Uh, that's the reality. Like so, um, you know, like take Ashley, who's there, like. Bro, we met her, cool story bro, basically we met her, Courtney rings me, she's like, we've got to hire this Ashley. I was like, okay, I was like, what's she going to do? And he, she's like, I don't know. I'm like, right, let's go and find her a centre. So we basically went and bought a centre that was struggling and we put her in it, bro, she's turned that place around like that, 11 months. Um, and we, that's what we're doing, bro, we're loving that and um, yeah, that that's what the essence of the business is. But man, honestly... We are going to change the sector. We are changing the sector, um, and I'll tell you how. We we give the teachers autonomy. They have far more control over what's going on. I advocate for them all the time with ministry and government agencies. I tell them they are killing the job. I um, we, we as owners are available. It's not a done thing. We are on the ground, on the floor. Uh, generally, you'll see me around picking up rubbish or cleaning something or doing something, but if I'm not talking with teachers and... Um, Bro, we are burning a big fire around changing the sector. First-hand feedback, I can attest definitely that yeah. Terrace Views, <laughs> obviously my son's there. Yeah. It's wicked, man. And that's, we bought that place for Ash, bro, because we were like, this person's amazing. 
we've got to find something for her. Mm. <laughs> like we just hired her. We were like, we were like, and bro, that you know what? This that lesson, bro, came from Jody, who's um at the coffee group. Mm. I remember him saying to me about four years ago, bro. He goes, he goes, oh, I was like, what's one of your biggest lessons in business? And he goes, bro, I always try and find someone that I need to hire, eighteen months out, and I just hire them now. And I'm like, why is that? And he's like, bro, because I know it's coming. I've got to prepare the person and the culture, and I've got to prepare. You know, he's like he he forward plans quite a lot with his hiring, and um, and he's like, and you can't miss good people. Mm-hmm. If someone turns up and you know, bro, don't miss them. And that was Ashley, bro. I was we calling him. I don't care. We got we got to hire it, and we're like, right, we'll go and find something. Um, yeah. Bought, bought Tara Hughes and uh, and bro, like I said, man, like she's just turned it boom. It's just turned around. Great staff, great leadership. It's first birthday tomorrow. Actually, we took over literally oh, April wow. one last year, and she has turned that place around. So, bro, yeah, cool, cool story, I guess. But we've only got there because we've got great people. We've we've got there because we've taken very deliberate steps about getting out of the way of all the greatness. Get out of the way of greatness um, is a is a catchphrase that people that entrepreneurs should should look for um, because let them just let them do their work their magic bro and, and sit back and and applaud them. Ash, Ash just just sat there for the last five minutes going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely loving that. Yeah, we love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, is it unusual in early childhood to actually own the land in the building? I feel like a mm. lot of people would. Go into early childhood and be like, oh, "Sweet, let's find a building we can lease and do it." Like, is that? Yeah, I, I don't know, bro. Um, maybe our aspiration is to own the land and buildings. I mean, mm. if you're looking at a business, like it's a McDonald's model, right? Yeah. Um, but again, you got to know your numbers, yeah. right? Like, uh, you, we would rather own the buildings purely because the bank. See, bro, like banks have now. Childcare was like easily lend. They were easy lends for banks. Mm. They were like, right, these businesses, they crank. Bro, businesses, banks have shut it down now. Mm. BNZ, BNZ still, does, we were BNZ, but BNZ still lends. Um, they, bro, Kiwi Bank, I think. Other banks, bro, they've shut it down because it's gotten far harder. Mm. And uh, it's not as uh, lucrative as what it used to be. Um, our, our, our thing is economy to scale. Like we've got a centre within five minutes of each other. We're trying to build convenience for Fano. Like we want option and, and choice, you know. Like you know, it's it's important that in terms of the philosophy of it, I guess we want to be either at the start or the end of the journey. Mm. Um, but going back to your original question, you as a business, I think you should be owning property, like commercial property, um, especially in Papa Moor, bro. Like mm. you know, it's a it's a no brainer. So we, right now we don't own all the buildings, but. I think dare say eventually we will, um, and uh, and we're building our own buildings in terms of the land we've got. Um, so so there's upfront. It's the upfront costs. I get. That, I guess though, bro. Like um, you've got to have the putia to the, the cash to um, be able to foot that and hold that. So yeah, yeah. We're in a we're in a fortunate position. We're in a fortunate position. But in saying that, bro, like we build great buildings. Yay! Hooray! Cool. That gets people in the building, bro. What keeps them is culture. Mm. That's what keeps people. You know, very easy to get people in a building. I can hard to keep them, and um, you know that's the that's the focus. You know something I love about, uh, obviously, 
your daycares. Um, I don't, what are you not calling them? What's yeah, uh, daycares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I love about them is, and not everyone does them. I don't know why everyone doesn't do it. Is making the kai for the kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah, is no. such a big thing. Like, yeah, I know. And so handy. And yeah. knowing that, like you know, the, it's one thing less to do in the morning, but it's yeah. also you know like. No, they're getting good nutritious yeah, meals. Good you kite. Put, yeah, yeah, you put the kite <laughs> up on yeah. as a menu so yeah. we know what yeah. they're eating. Well, that's that's the well, any great business is around convenience, right? Mm. Like if you start digging into business, the the real look at Amazon, right? Like so, I'm obviously a big user of Amazon for the books, bro. I can just go and find it. I just it's just a swipe now. That's it. That's it. Like it's a it's literally just face ID. That's how good it is, bro. In America. If you order something, they actually have their own couriers, bro. They turn up and show you what you've got. If you don't like it, they just repackage it and take it away. Holy so that's not, obviously not here, but that's the business. A lot of great businesses are built on convenience, you know. And then, and and if you are looking to get into business, bro, if your business is not going to meet the need of convenience at points, then I think like look somewhere else or figure out how to make it convenient. You know, like the best. A great example for that we noticed in Papa Moore was that that had a great business was the Z station because it was the only bloody petrol station within Kui of bloody you know and then mm. the, and there's that crappy goal and then they put in that new one by the super liquor there damn that place is always busy you know those mm. those uh, but the, but then you look around well actually no the busiest one is the pack and save mm. huge volume of people going through the business. Mm. And you can just go and fill up your petrol. Yeah, it's such a smart concept. So, bro, it's so smart and and basic. And and um and those pieces. That's see, I love that shit. Like figuring out those sorts of patterns. Mm. And it's like anything we can do in terms of convenience, man. We're applying. Like we're just going through. We've got one of our whanau. She's got owns mermaids and mullets, Louise. And and we're going. We um she's going to do haircuts for us at the centre. We know parents are time poor. Right, they are. So food, nappies, um, you know, haircuts. We're going to get back to swimming lessons. Um, I've just, I've got to talk to the bro. I just met him the other day from, um, actually from, for Terrace Views from Temaru uh, Jiu Jitsu. You know, I want to walk some preschool kids up to there. Um, you know, we, we're trying to build all these Man. increased value convenience pieces that parents, Fano, don't get the time to do. Um, because bro, what, part of what drives us is we know that if Fano could be at home with their kids, they probably would be right. Mm. Like that is the choice that I think nine out of ten parents would make. I know I would. It's not real. It's not real. Mm. Uh, so we want to make sure we're filling and stacking their days with things like getting to the beach, getting out to schools, getting across to the park, all those sorts of things. Going to the, I don't know if you saw it, but we're going to the retirement village. Doing, bro, we want to do all that See stuff that. to just fill the Farno's cup. Knowing, oh man, my babies are actually having a great day there. Mm. Um, and that, that's what I mean, bro. That's what I spend my day like going around talking to people about their ideas. Like, oh, we're going to go and do this, or we're going to go and do that. Going to walk a thon, or we're going to. I love that, bro. Just seeing people buzzing about what they can do with kids. Mm. Shit, bro. I better let you go because you, you <laughs> yeah. we're, we're creeping up on your time. But um, thanks, bro. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, I was been sitting here almost every second minute and being like, "Fuck, I'm gonna clip that. I'm gonna clip that. That's <laughs> yeah. going online." Oh, you know what, bro? <laughs> I think if anything, with this man, um, 
and I appreciate being being brought on, Brian. Sorry, I didn't know about what what your podcast was at the start because I just knew you, and I was right. very interested to talk to you. Um, look, bro, these things what they allow me to do, and, I, and the one of the big sayings I say is uh, today's skills, tomorrow's dreams. So what I'm meaning is today's skills will not suit tomorrow's dreams. Um, that's why every day I hustle. I, I, I dream, I shoot for the stars, and just closing the loop on you on your lyrics at the start there. Uh, I grow because I know what we want to get to, mate, today. This version of Ray that you're hearing here today will not be capable of dealing with what we're dreaming of tomorrow. So, um, yeah, I appreciate the opportunity to come and talk through this because it allows me to digest some of the things. Mm. And, and I, bro, I really appreciate those comments from our team. Uh, uh, I love you guys, and you, you know they know that I'm that I'm there for them, and, and I'm passionate. But I really, really do appreciate that sort of feedback. It's um, really nice to to have that. Yeah. Sometimes you know you know you're doing well, but um, it just takes like a. Just a reminder. So there was your reminder, bro. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, you're, yeah. That you're doing it. Um, and here's another one. Thanks for um, inspiring, you know, young Maori Polynesian like myself to just look and be like, you know, he's doing it. And yeah. We can do it. So yeah, yeah. Thanks, yeah. brother. Thanks, brother. It's time to hustle. Yeah, it's time to grow. I'ma shoot for the stars and we ain't for the gold. It's time to hustle.